Hey, what's up, guys? Thank you so much for joining us for another episode of GCC Talk, the monthly podcast from Grace Community Church in Cross Hill, Tennessee. My name is Jeff, and I am joined by my amazing wife, Jessica. And our awesome women's ministry director, Teresa Breeden. Hello. And we have a fun podcast today. And before we start, I want to ask a semi-random question. They already know <laughs> it, but it's still going to be a fun, fun question. So the question is, what relationships influenced your idea of love um, growing up? And so, Teresa, would you like to start? Well, I would have to say my parents, because my parents have a wonderful marriage and, and um, are still together. And so I always, you know, kind of as a kid observed the way that they fought and the way that they made up and the way that they worked together and all those things. And I always wanted that. Then when I got older, I wanted um, someone to love me like Tim McGraw loved Faith Hill. Oh, okay. And they're still together, which is odd for a famous couple like that. That's true. That's very true. Okay, Jessica? I'm going to steal Jeff's because you are not. (laughs) No. I'm going to say Corey and Topanga from from Boy Meets World because it's so accurate. But the thing is, is Jeff and I started dating when we were 14. So we kind of have that. So that's kind of cool. Yeah. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Still mad at you right now. Because in TV world, they did grow up and get married Mm -hmm. and they started another show. Yeah. Yeah. Girl Meets World. Yeah. Yeah, That's true. Yeah. So, yes, growing up, I was a huge fan, like a probably shouldn't admit a large enough fan of Boy Meets World, but I really loved the show. (laughs) I did too. And I always loved the relationship between Corey and Topanga. Because it was like they were more than like just dating, but they were like best friends. And so that was always my goal is to have... Uh, a relationship like that where I'm like dating my best friend. Unfortunately, I have, even Yay. though she steals my answers. <laughs> um, but yeah, I, I always kind of envied that relationship and was fortunate enough to find it myself. Yeah. So, yeah. And the good news is when London gets about eight or nine years older, mm-hmm. then you can rewatch that whole series with her mm-hmm. and she will love it and you'll have an excuse to watch it yeah. again. That's true. That's true. Maybe we can do that. <laughs> we should. Um, she's not allowed to date until she's like 45, though. So. Right. I understand. Well, yeah. <laughs> Okay, so today's episode was we want to talk about the characteristics of a godly marriage. All right, but Jessica, I think you have a few resources for us. Would you like to cover what you have? Yeah, I mean, I do uh, quite a bit of pre-marriage counseling, and one of the resources that I use in that class is From This Day Forward by Craig Rochelle, and he his church um, is the church that has put out the Bible app, and they put out a lot of free resources for kids and marriage and just lots of different things um but what i have found is his first his his five steps are seek god first fight fair have fun stay pure and never give up and he goes into obviously more detail in the study there's also a um a uversion bible plan that you can do with your spouse uh, along this um and it's just a really great study um but i did also find i just typed into google like what makes a good marriage, not necessarily a godly marriage, but what makes a good marriage. And I found some things that kind of match up together. They obviously, a lot of the time, the secular world takes Mm -hmm. God out of it, but things like fighting fair and um, never giving up and having fun together. Those things are really important in just a healthy marriage in general Mm -hmm. and all marriages. Mm -hmm. Yeah, Absolutely. I think it's interesting that we, we do see very similar concepts between um, what we would say a godly marriage and then even what the secular world would say is a good marriage. Mm-hmm. And I mean, I personally believe it's because we are all 
built, we are all created by God with a DNA that understands love in the same way. And we understand love the way that God shows us love. Mm -hmm. And so even when the secular world is like, this is what love looks like, it still looks like the love of God. Because even the secular world was created by God. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And God is love. And God is love. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. So would you guys have any um, any tips for what you think would be one of like the building blocks um, for like a godly marriage? I know that when um, Roger and I first got married, one of our rules was that we would never use the D word. Mm-hmm. We would mm-hmm. never use the word divorce. We would never throw casually throw that out there. Yeah. Because it is a big temptation to do that when you're really, really mad. Mm-hmm. You know? And that's interesting because in the never give up section of that, that's mm-hmm. what he says. Mm-hmm. Is yeah. to, to never, never, never threaten th- divorce. Yeah. No. And in 15, almost 16 years, we've never used that word because, you know, mm-hmm. it's too hurtful and you can't take it back. Yeah. Whenever it is used so freely in conversation or in arguments and stuff, you start to lose the importance of it and, and the the damage that it could really do, it starts to lose its, its meaning. Right. And it doesn't seem as threatening or as serious anymore. Right. And, and your vow, your marriage vow doesn't seem as serious anymore because mm-hmm. it just, you're just tossing it around. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. I actually uh, pulled out my little notebook here that I do weddings out of. So this is one of like the sermons I share at a wedding. And, and actually in the vow, I just want to talk about that for a second in the vow usually you go through the, the, like from this day forward, you know, in the presence of God in in front of our friends and family, Mm -hmm. uh, offer my solemn vow to be your faithful partner in sickness and in health and in good times and bad in joy as well in sorrow. Mm -hmm. And I think that's something that we repeat that we have a tendency to forget. And that's usually when we'll start flinging up the D word and we'll start arguments and fights will happen. Um, but I actually just read a scripture, um, that really kind of applied well to that. Um, so we would say, you know, for richer and poor, um, then Proverbs fifteen seventeen it actually says a bowl of vegetables with someone you love is better than a steak with someone you hate. <laughs> and, and that's true. <laughs> yeah, it's absolutely true. Yeah. And it's, it's like when we remember that, that for richer, for poor, right. Then sickness and in health. And, it, and when we remember all of that and we remember why we said those vows in the first place and right. that this is a person that we love, then even a bowl of vegetables, which if you know me, I don't like vegetables, <laughs> is still better with that person than anything with anyone else in the world. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. I love those vows, though, that you read because mm-hmm. it goes on to say, am I constant friend or something mm-hmm. like that? Yeah. And I always mm-hmm. like get a little choked up at that part because like <laughs> mm-hmm. some like it's important to be friends with the person that you're spending your life with. Right. Mm-hmm. I think it's probably one of the most important things. Mm-hmm. Is to really enjoy their company and really enjoy who they are and, yeah. and you know, just them being around because they're going to be around, mm-hmm. <laughs> right. if you, you know, right. if you're married, they're going to be there. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And, and I mean, I would think that is one of like the keys to a godly or even good marriage is to f- have someone that you truly enjoy to spend time with. And I assume if you've gotten to the marriage portion, you guys like to spend time together somewhat. <laughs> yeah. So. <laughs> Maybe sometimes it's it's to go back and to find those things you enjoyed to do together. Right. Because sometimes life separates you from doing those mm, things. And you yeah. just have to stop and go, what was it that we enjoyed? Right. And let's go do it. Yeah, exactly. And I mean, that could be like hobbies. I know like we enjoyed going bowling or playing board games at home or mm-hmm. playing video games together. Like we enjoy doing like little hobbies that puts 
us together. Mm-hmm. And sometimes we have to put a what put aside like parenting duties. Obviously, not put aside parenting duties. Make sure those bases are covered with a babysitter. <laughs> right. Don't just leave t- Timmy at home. But like, <laughs> you know, make sure those are covered. But remember to go back in and and be friends. Yeah. Not not just husband and wife because I think husband and wife we can we can get dinner we can get wine we can kiss and we can make up and we can do the husband and wife thing okay but are you actually enjoying your time you know are you actually friends with that person right yeah. and I think right. that makes such a huge difference and the greatest thing you can do as a parent is mm-hmm. to be a, a great couple to love mm-hmm. each other mm-hmm. and let absolutely. them see that yeah yeah absolutely yeah the the website that I found I will link in the description of this but. Just the first few ones are think before you speak, which I think can be applied to lots of relationships, not just oh, yeah. mm-hmm. not just a, a dating yeah, or sure. a married a married relationship. Because um, people, when they're fighting, they say things that they don't really mean. Yeah. Right. They're just saying it to hurt the other person in the heat of the moment, and yeah. it cannot be taken back. Yeah. Right. And it says couples tend to develop hot button issues that cause frequent arguments. They can reduce bickering by waiting before responding to something that has made you angry count to 10 it may be better to discuss difficult issues once emotions are not so high mm-hmm. and i think that that or 20 can, or 30 or 40 yeah, or 50, whatever yeah, i think that sometimes that's just and sometimes it may take just leaving the room for a few minutes mm-hmm. and right. regrouping and and just coming back to that conversation later yeah exactly right. it is the talk more of talk more not out of emotion, but talk out of l- logic and of like sound mind mm-hmm. and, and don't let it just come into a screaming fit because yeah. mm-hmm. it doesn't benefit anyone. No. Talk out of a desire to, to resolve the issue, not yes. to make it worse. Yeah, exactly. And not, and yeah, talk out of desire to resolve the issue and not just hurt the other person. Right. Cause I think a lot of times in, in arguments and fights, that's all, all are striving to do. <laughs> exactly. Is to get that final punchline in there. Mm-hmm. Cause we're human. We get yeah. there. Yeah. Yeah. And one thing in this one, it, this one is a list of 20, of just like 20 tips. But number 13 is always assume the best of your spouse, which I think is sometimes mm-hmm. not always <laughs> easy. No. But it says everyone has misunderstandings and miscommunications. If your spouse's actions displease you, wait a bit and then try to find out the motivation. You might well find that your spouse meant to be constructive and not negative and that you made the wrong interpretation or assumption. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And so whenever you always assume that, you know, I, I guess you can't always do that mm-hmm. <laughs> if they really are are <laughs> not being nice or something. But just to assume, OK, give them the benefit of the doubt they were trying to be nice about yeah. this or <laughs> constructive. Mm-hmm. Well, it's like one time I remember because Roger and I, we used to go camping a lot and it was just the two of us. We didn't have, you know, Rio would be with her mom most of the time when she was younger and so it would just be the two of us and we'd go camping in rain we'd play board games and stuff and I loved it but I'm more introverted Mm -hmm. you know and so it started raining one day and he asked if I wanted to go in and play a game and I was like yeah I said but doesn't that bore you well I was asking because I was afraid he's so extroverted that just sitting in the camper playing a game might be boring to him yeah but he took it like I was saying that it was boring to me. Oh, no. And so, you know, and things like that. So then he's like, well, we don't have to play. And I'm like, well, we can't. Yeah. <laughs> you know, and it just yeah. ends up in this whole yeah. thing that it shouldn't have because right. of misunderstanding. Yeah. yeah. And I mean, sometimes like miscommunications happen. Mm-hmm. Like, I mean, Jeff and I don't know how many times we work together also. So we are together <laughs> a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, but we 
<laughs> often miscommunicate and yeah. not fully understand what the other person is saying. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And that can cause problems sometimes. But right. Oh, yeah. And Very sometimes easily. it's it's helpful to stop and slow down and maybe look at the other person and be like, okay, wait a minute. <laughs> what are you Let, saying? What are you saying? Yeah. yeah. Break it down to like toddler terms yeah. for me. Uh-huh. And then explain what you're saying. A lot of times you're probably saying the same things, mm-hmm. but in a different way or there's just some sort of like simple misunderstanding. So, yeah, mm-hmm. I mean, communication is, is cliche, but absolutely key. And so important. It's yeah. so important. Yeah. Uh, another thing that, that I would say, and I want to say it's, I, know, I mean, I know it's in that curriculum. We went through it together. Mm-hmm. Um, but also, like, one of the things I always say at weddings and, and whenever I'm talking to couples and stuff is, like, make sure Jesus is at the center of your mm-hmm. marriage. Yes. And not just because I'm a pastor or not just because I work at a church or I'm a Christian and I'm trying to get you to be saved mm-hmm. because I've seen a difference in our marriage. Yes. Um, like, from the time we got married and I wasn't a Christian and then we came to church and I eventually got saved and our relationship got so much better. And, Mm -hmm. and I think everyone's seen kind of the illustration of the triangle. Like you're, you're on two opposite ends, but as you grow closer to Jesus, you grow closer together. Yes. And, uh, during my weddings, I always share Ecclesiastes 4.12 and it says a person standing alone can be attacked and defeated, but two can stand back to back and conquer three or even better for a triple braided cord is not easily broken. Mm -hmm. And so I actually keep a, uh, a braided cord that Jessica braided for me. I keep it in my Bible. (laughs) Um, and I bring it out and I talk about how we are each individual strands, but whenever we become in marriage, we, we begin to braid ourselves, but we have to make sure that Jesus is that central core that we are braiding ourselves around, yes. that we are surrounding ourselves with Jesus, that we are making him as integral to our, our marriage as you and I, or, you know, as, as the bride and groom is, mm-hmm. is that he is a central part. And, and I think once we make that and uh, another little tip over I had written down is don't use God also as a hammer, like. Don't try to, to, to try to God your way into like beating your, your uh, person up, but actually use God and use prayer and use scripture and use that to help build up your marriage mm-hmm. and build up your spouse. Right. And yes. that can happen. You can do that even not being married. Mm-hmm. Like you, you can, can, you can integrate God into your dating relationships. Mm-hmm. Yes. And I think that it would have saved us a lot of trouble mm-hmm. <laughs> in the beginning mm-hmm. um, had we, done that when we were dating and had we been on the same page like that Mm -hmm. when we were dating i think it could have saved us a lot of heartache in our first first few years of navigating marriage and adulthood together so yeah Mm -hmm. absolutely yeah Uh, another thing over here that i'd I'd found it says if they're breathing your mate will eventually offend you learn to (laughs) forgive yeah Mm. and i think that's absolutely true at some point if you spend that much time with any person whether it's someone you're dating a, a co-worker a friend, uh, a wife, a husband, you will learn to irritate each other Mm -hmm. and you will do it better than anyone else in the world. Oh yeah. (laughs) Marriage for the most part is walking into a room be like, I'm sorry, (laughs) you know? And (laughs) I, and I mean, you have to learn to forgive and you have to learn to like kind of shrug some things off. And I mean, obviously there are some things that are bigger than others, but for the most part, little day to day occurrences that get you mad and heated and you've yelled Mm -hmm. at each other for a few minutes, you've got to be able to say, I'm sorry and get over it. Yeah. Yeah, because a lot of time your spouse is the one that gets the worst of you mm-hmm. because they'll take it. Yeah, <laughs> I guess yeah. you know you can yeah. let your guard down and quit trying so hard to be nice and mm-hmm. friendly yeah. and all of those things that you do with strangers, and you just be yourself around your spouse. Mm-hmm. And sometimes they just get the worst of us. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, see, I love this article. It's not really an article; it's just twenty things. But 
Uh, forgive each other as one. And it says marriage is very long and bad things are bound to happen. Every spouse makes mistakes and treats the other poorly at times. You must be able to fig- forgive your spouse for the wrongs done to you and move on. Remember that the next time it may be you who needs to be forgiven. Yes. And then also what you just said, Teresa, is also on here, which is so, oh, I think it's so funny. I'm brilliant. We did not <laughs> talk about this before. Wrote the article. Yeah, I should have, yeah. And it's uh, number four. It says, treat your spouse better than you treat everyone else. Mm-hmm. And it says, have you, heard the expre- have you heard the expression, familiarity breeds content? The unfortunate truth is that people tend to treat their spouses worse than they treat strangers. Retrain, retrain yourself to give your spouse the utmost respect. Mm-hmm. And they I think sometimes, our best. yeah, I mean, we sometimes give the world that our best. is yeah. like, I notice sometimes like Jeff will joke about it too, but like, sometimes I am nicer to other people than I am to him. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and just because like he's around all the time, I know. And I mean, thankfully mm-hmm. I know that he, there's, you know, I'm not going to be mean and he's going to leave, you know? Right. <laughs> so. yeah. But it's, there's a country song, I think that says, um, they get the best of me and she gets what's left of me. Oh, yeah. Or something, yeah like, something that. like that. The world gets the best of us and our spouse gets right. what's left what's of us. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because they're always around. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And so it's sad. It shouldn't yeah. be that way. Yeah. And I will say also on the flip side is remember that's also true about your spouse. Is that your spouse has probably went out and they've tried to please people all day long mm-hmm. and they've gotten frustrated. Mm-hmm. They've had to bite their tongue. Someone has said something to them. They couldn't respond. And so maybe when they get home and they kick their shoes off, they are a little bit frustrated. Yeah. And it's <laughs> not you. Understanding. Yeah. It, it's, it's not always you, but mm-hmm. it's the day they've had. And maybe they need that for you to be like, hey, what's up? What's wrong? What what went on today? Yeah. And I rub your feet. Yeah. yeah. But yeah, I mean, to, that's one thing is I think understanding and communication are the two like building blocks mm-hmm. to having a, a successful marriage is like to understand that what you've seen of your spouse isn't the only thing your spouse has seen today. Right. The, yeah. The 20 minutes you've seen since they've been home doesn't mean you've seen the other 12 hours they spent at work. Right. 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 Especially like I'm thinking about like people who wait tables or mm-hmm. nurses or mm-hmm. especially like hospice care mm-hmm. and different things like that. They have bad days, really yeah. bad days, mm-hmm. and they yeah. come home and they've got to be drained. They've got to be. Yeah. yeah. So yeah, you got to be understanding of mm-hmm. that. Have a little sympathy for what yeah. they've gone through. Exactly. Right. Yeah. Okay. I think we we've now kind of reached the part where we want to share a few resources. If you guys want to dig deeper into this topic, if you want to access a few of the things we recommend, um, we'll have stuff linked below. But Teresa, I know you had a resource to share. Yeah, one of my favorite websites is awesomemarriage.com. Mm-hmm. And they have a podcast and they have um, all sorts of resources, but they send out an email almost daily. Mm -hmm. They send out an email with just a little challenge for the day. And um, I think it's awesome. So I would check it out. Okay. Yeah, I love that. All right, Jessica, yeah. do you have a resource? I do. Um, and unfortunately, the title of it or the URL is divorcenet.com, which, and then I'm also getting prompts at the top of this to connect with a divorce attorney in my area. Oh, so no. just ignore those things. <laughs> um, the, the article title is Top 20 Secrets to Building a Great Marriage, though, and it's very good. It's a really good short little read. I like that it's 20 and it's not like 100, mm-hmm. and they're really simple and they're broken down yeah. into like, you know, it only take a few minutes to read and it's very much good stuff. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then also from this day forward by Craig Rochelle, yes. I will link. He's got a book on it, um, but there, um, from this day forward, devotion is on the Bible app, 
and I think they even have YouTube videos and stuff like that. And most of the time he makes a lot of his stuff for like makes it free to everyone. Mm -hmm. So yeah, that's a good one to check out. Yeah. Craig Rochelle is awesome. Yeah. I love everything Craig Rochelle puts out. Me too. Mm -hmm. Uh, another one I'd recommend, we really didn't talk about it today because um, I think we've talked about it in plenty of other podcasts, um, but love languages. Uh, love languages are yes. huge and they just they teach you so much about your spouse. Um, so we'll actually have it linked below where you can take, you and your spouse can take the, the five love language test and then you can kind of understand a little better of what is important to your spouse. Mm-hmm. And it's something that I really think that, I don't know if it says it in the resource, but I'm, I feel like your love languages change as you go through they different do. seasons of life. Mm-hmm. Um, so even if you've taken it before, it is beneficial to retake it and then see where you are now um, yes. in life yeah. and where your spouse is. Different yes. things will change your mm-hmm. love languages because Absolutely. you need different things at different times. <laughs> yeah, yeah your circum- like I mean, when you first take it, um, like family and stuff may not be that important, but once you have kids, like suddenly <laughs> that yeah. and like, like, well, there was one with like works, like maybe works isn't that important until you have six kids and now you need someone to take something off your plate. Yeah, yes. you don't need <laughs> the, you don't need the yeah. gift of chocolate from yeah. the store. You yeah. need, like, I don't need chocolate. I need air. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> I need somebody to wash the dishes. Yeah. 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 So, exactly. I mean, it, but it, it changes with the season. So it definitely, I mean, retake this test and, and learn how you can love your spouse better. Yes. Yeah. There's also a little sentence at the bottom of this that's really cute. And it says, marriage isn't easy. Building a strong marriage takes time, effort, and maturity, but it's worth it. Yes, it is. And I love that. Yes. Okay. Before we close, I would like to end um, with any kind of closing thoughts. Would the, any, if people listen to this part, is there something you'd like for them to take home? Maybe something you said in the very beginning that you would like to reiterate right here. So I will, I'll start, and I'm going to still, um, Teresa's is like, no matter how hard it gets, never say the D word. Yeah. Right. Never say, I'll say it right now, but don't say it other than this. <laughs> don't say divorce. Mm-hmm. Never bring it up. Never let it be a, never let it be an option. Right. Once you take that option off the table, the only thing is to work through it and learn to love through it. Yes. So never say the D word, but love through it. Yes. Would you guys like to share any other like closing thoughts? <laughs> I would just say be intentional. Being intentional can help any relationship, not just your marriage relationship. But mm-hmm. I think being intentional with your time and knowing that what your spouse needs and really getting to know them at different stages in life. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. And pray for each other. God will reveal to you what your spouse needs. Yeah, that's good. Okay, guys, we thank you so much for hanging out and for listening. If you'd like, we'd love for you to leave a review on iTunes. It just helps people find the podcast. And we thank you guys, and we'll see you on the next podcast. Bye. See you.